Let's these following scriptures be read. The first one is out of Acts 21, 17 through 19. And I will follow up with Isaiah 55, verse 11. In Jerusalem, the believers were glad to see us. The next day, Paul went with us to visit James, and all the elders were there. And Paul greeted them and told them everything God had done to other nations through them. Then over in Isaiah 55, verse 11, the same thing is true of the words I speak. They will not return to me empty. They make the things happen that I want to happen, and they succeed in doing what I sent them to do. Good morning, brother. It's good to be here with you. I've been in a Sunday school class with Brother Miller, and he was teaching on the unstoppability of the gospel. That's a mouthful, isn't it? We're going to do that this morning and study a little more on the unstoppability of the gospel from this congregation. And I want to dedicate this presentation of God's work through you and through me in Africa to the over 20 people that have gone to Africa with us. Now some of these slides are before even digital uh, photography. That's how old some of these slides are. Now if y'all are on the sidelines you're going to have to move a little closer because I'm going to move fast and we're going to show a lot of what God has done with us. I want to dedicate it to those workers and I'll point this thing. i got to turn it on here, I think, technology-wise. There we go. First, we have Jim Chambly, of course, a preacher of this congregation for years, and, and Beth Kirby, who graduated from across the street here and went to Nigeria with us, and her father, Larry Kirby. Of course, my wife, over 50 years, Dolores, Mama D is who they call her, in, or what they call her in Nigeria. Uh, Bruce Simpson. Of course, Bruce has gone on to the Father now, and uh, great man. Of course, uh, our two teenagers that went with us uh, to Africa, and I took over into the mountains for a week, and where the people are wearing leaves, that's all they had. And uh, these boys went, went as uh, sons of elders and did a super job, wonderful job. It's uh, Enoch... Uh, Rinks and Ethan Harden and of course my longtime co-worker in Scotland and uh, Africa, Greg Hamlin from this congregation. Uh, Dennis Brooks, our Walmart man and our deacon, a uh, good man. Here's my favorite. Here's Bill Shadell on your far left. It's interesting to note now here that Bill's holding a baby and today that baby's old enough and maybe a student at SBS, our school in Jaws. Time moves on. David Baker uh, went with us. Shirley Chambly. Uh, Jackie Watson. Buddy Rinks. Sheila Hamlin. Rachel Swartz went with us as a young girl. She now has four children. Time moves on. Of course, myself and... Uh, Nigerians, 
my coworker Raymond Bush, who's gone on to meet the master, Donnie Jean, who I took out onto the plateau, and he, they told him that if Donnie Jean would come back, they'd give him land to build a house. It's true. And of course, my two granddaughters went two years ago, uh, Keegan and Lola. It's not only those people that went, but it's the people that sent them. This congregation and these elders are, have the foresight and the fortitude to send these members to see the work that they're, they're overseeing. Some of the men that went are elders. Their families did a, did a super job of sending their children, especially Enoch and Ethan. Into the presentation itself, I'm going to take you to Africa, to the nation of uh, Nigeria, the largest black populated nation in the world. South Africa has 38 million. Kenya has 28 million. Nigeria has 170 million people. All of them are black. We're the salt and pepper over there. If you're old in Africa, you're respected. The average lifespan is 48 for a man, 52 for a woman. If you're old, you're respected. If you have a beard, you are a teacher. If you have white hair, you're wise. They love me. They love me, just looking at me. And they treat me like a brother at first, and then they treat me like a father now. And they, they love us, and we take the gospel to them, and they believe that gospel. We're going to go to Niger, and we're going to talk about people. Uh, it's, it's, the gospel is about people. It's about the souls of people. It's about the spirit of people. It's no matter who they are or what their religion is or what their nationality is. Our biggest uh, competitor or our biggest force that we reckon against in Nigeria besides the evil of mankind is Islam. The, the religion of Islam is in influences in North Africa itself. Uh, we started in Joss over 30 years ago. We started with the School of Biblical Studies. We bought land. We registered with the federal government. We started with 12 students. We built a library that's second to none, an administration building. We built a classroom block building all by hand. We manufactured our own block for this. It's all engineered. It's all registered with the federal government. And we can knock the tops off of every one of our, class, our buildings and put another floor on it and then roof it. We started out with 12 students, now we have 125 students, 30 of them are women. We decided two years ago that we needed another dormitory because about 60 of our students are living in the villages around us outside our security perimeter. And we have no control over them as far as security goes. We can't guard them and protect them. So we decided to build a dormitory. You're part of that, an intricate part of that dormitory. We started building and when I got over there in this last February, this is how we stood. We had to build it on the hillside. They had to engineer it, had to reinforce it, had to uh, build to where an earthquake would, it would withstand an earthquake almost. And, and we built it. This is how it was when we got there. Uh, first thing we had to do is pour a floor, the floor to the first floor. That's a decking. We have to do everything by hand. We had to build a ramp. We, we brought, uh, rented two little cement mixers, and we mixed all the cement, poured it on the ground, put it in head pans, and all day long we, we rebarred it, and then all day long we poured that floor. Uh, it's, it's an amazing work. 
the people, most of our students were working, everybody works. All of our students have to spend time as far as their academic studies and then every weekend they're in the, the villages for evangelism. This is an intricate part of the school that has never failed to just amaze me how many people we baptize every year. But this, we poured that deck and that's the way I left it when I came back in June. We'd already, uh, we'd already uh, built or commissioned 51 Wait a minute, here we go. We commissioned 51 doors to be built and 42 windows, and that would give us 30 classrooms just right there. What we're going to do is we're going to pour the floor now and uh, paint it, uh, and then move our students in, put the next floor on, put the door, put the roof on. We hope to have this done. This is how it, uh, it was when I left. This is how it is today. We've all plastered all the inside and outside with a cement mix that smooths the walls, makes it look good. And uh, now we're going to put terrazzo floors in like the floors in theaters, which has a latex base and it won't crack. Uh, it's a huge building. It's the biggest one we've ever built. It, uh, it's strong. But it's just construction. Our main purpose over there is the gospel. And one time a year... We have all our weekend evangelism programs going where our students have to go out in Joss and the surrounding area. But one time a year, we take all of our students, our guests and our faculty, and we ship them off to uh, one week of evangelism in villages all over Nigeria, both north and south. We've got two school buses that we got out of Kentucky, uh, 137 students, staff and guests for the one week evangelism. And they all met one morning and we start stuffing them on these buses and we had to lease seven vans. Uh, this is all set up through the school. Uh, Natalie Dagasama, who visited this congregation, we put 27 students on one stubby little bus with all of the stuff they needed for the week uh, down into the villages. And then we took the other bus and put 32 students on that one. And when those two buses went south, about six hours south to the Benway State, where they went out and did evangelism for a week. And... You know, they're all agrarians down there. They all have farms. So our students, during the day... Everybody went to the farms, so our students go to the farms with the workers. The ladies, uh, ladies students, they stay at, in the village and, and learn to cook over, over a fire uh, with one pot. And our male students go out into the farms and work with the farmers, and then they have a gospel meeting at night. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable how many people you can put in a van. You can put seven Americans in a van, or you can put 15 or 20 Nigerians in a van with everything they own. It's, and they drive and, and work. Uh, it's just truly amazing. The man on your left here is from the country of Sarah, uh, Ivory Coast. He speaks French. He works with Barry Baggett as the leader uh, or head of the school at Ivory Coast. He wanted to visit Nigeria and have us send him to the country of Niger where we have a work going on. He came over and we sent him to a week down in the village in Benway State. The man in the middle is Sule. I'll tell you about him later. But he's from Niger, the country of Niger, and, and he speaks fluent French and English. Now, uh, the Ivory Coast is French-speaking, Niger is French-speaking, but Nigeria is English-speaking. So the one on your right there, far right, is a Teve man like Solomon from the, the state of Benway State. 
We sent all of these guys down to Benway State to a village and they started having a gospel meeting. Well, the guy from Ivory Coast was a new guy to Nigeria and he wanted to preach the meeting. And Sule was with him. So, and Ben, the one on the green there, was, was a chief man. So we let the guy from Ivory Coast preach in French. Sule is in the middle. He knew French and he knows English. So he translated from French to English. And then Ben, the Teve man that works in the village there as a preacher, he translated from English to Teve for the old people that have a hard time with English. So you have three men, three different countries, three different languages preaching in a village in Nigeria. Well, the people had never seen anything like that. I mean, it just blew them away. And when the, we all got back to Joss and they told us this story, all of us left, and we had 94 baptisms that week from our campaigns because it's the unstoppability of the gospel that will not be stopped. If you put it out, it will cause hearts to repent and hearts to respond to the gospel. We have a staff that we've built for 25 years. Ten of our staff have been to America. They graduated from our schools in America with master's degrees or above, and all of them went home. We have two on our staff that have PhDs, all of our staff members are in commu uh, continuing communication or continuing education. Lord willing, in four more years, we'll have five PhDs on staff. We'll go to our own university, Lord willing, or affiliate with the university at Fried Hartman University for a master's degree, and we'll get on about the Lord's work in northern Nigeria. Uh, in May of this year, we graduated 34 graduates. They were from four different countries, Niger, Zimbabwe, Liberia, and 11 states in Nigeria. I went to Joseph two years ago, and I told Solomon, I said, brother, we got problems. And he says, what's wrong? And I said, you've got women on campus. And he says, well, Steve, I told him... I said, where are you putting them up at? Where's the dorm? He says, there's no dorm. We have to put them in the village. I said, brother, this won't work. Our security zip with these women. It's just a, a disaster to happen. He says, I told the parents, Stephen, that we don't have the facilities and not to send their daughters to get a Bible education. Well, hello. That doesn't work. Didi went over there for years and taught the ladies how to hold Bible classes and children's classes and ladies' seminars. And if you've got a beautiful daughter and you want your daughter to get a good man to, to marry, where are you going to send them? Hello? They're going to send them to Jaws. So we're only going to get more, and we, we have to build a dormitory. So... That's our faculty, that's our student body there, and when we get this dormitory built, we hope to have the students in the dormitories. We'll put the males in the big one, the females in the, uh, what is now the male dormitory, and uh, have security back by the 1st of January. You know, Americans, we're, people are all the same. You know, these young preachers, you know, they said, Brother Worley, you're going to build a dormitory for us. And I said, yes, Lord willing. They said, where are you going to put the girls? I said, well, the girls will be over into what is now the boys' dormitory. They said, oh, is that, they'll be on campus. I said, yes. And they said, well, then we'll be able to talk to them. I said, no. I said, I'm going to build a 20-foot wall around the boy, girls' dormitory. And they said, where will the gate be? And I said, there'll be no gate. It'll be a tunnel. And you have to go through the tunnel. And, you know, problems, problems, problems. They're all people. They're all wonderful people.
that love God and trying to do the do the, the Lord's will. We have graduates everywhere, seems like. Got them in Bangladesh teaching. We got five or six of them as a school in Uganda. We got four of them from Zimbabwe that's starting a school in Zimbabwe in South Africa. We've got five of them from the country of Liberia that's starting a school in Liberia. We've got students from all over uh, the world, right, or all over Africa right now coming to school. Uh, six years ago, the troops came into northern Nigeria from the capital down in Abuja, and they started fighting with the Boko Haram uh, in northeastern Nigeria. They, uh, the Boko Haram is a terrorist group that put two million plus people into refugee camps in northern Nigeria. In the northeastern part of Nigeria, that red section, they, they burn all the schools, burn all the police stations, burn all the banks, uh, slaughtered people by the thousands upon thousands. Uh, I wrote an article last year, year before last, on the slaughter continues. In fact, it was last year to, for the Christian Chronicle. People started sending me money to help the refugees, and I took it over last August and or last October. And they said, uh, "What are you going to do with the money?" I said, "Well, we could give it to the refugee camps, uh, and it would just disappear in a day for food. But I'm concerned about the children in that area from the members of the church. We have 18 congregations in that area." So I got the preachers together. We decided to send some preachers up into that red area and get 30 pupils or 30 kids that were in high school age that needed to go to school that hadn't been in school for six years. We sent them up there. They came back with 200 people. They came back with 200 kids. And then it was 300. And we went to Newman, the city to the east of us, and talked to the principals of three government schools. We ended up with 440 four children, ninth through the 12th grade, from those village areas. We started new congregations up there because when our people, our preachers went up there and started gathering up the members of the church's kids, all these other people up there said, well, how about our kids? How about taking our kids? And so we <laughs> loaded them up. And uh, it's, it's unreal. It's a complete new ministry, complete new focus uh, on the gospel. The unstoppable gospel. In the school at Villanoa, we got 92 seniors, 99 juniors. In Pare, we got 117 juniors, 119 seniors. And then in a small school in, in the city of Newman, we've got 17 students. We don't even have a church building in that city. We've got a church there that bought land years ago, and uh, they just don't have no money. They're all farmers. They don't have any money. Well, what we did is we took their land and we asked people to help us and we started building a building. We laid the foundation. This is right across the street from the school with 144 kids. We hired a youth minister uh, who has a wife and a child. He takes the, and goes three times a week through those schools. He takes the kids to the doctors that have to go to the doctors, gives them malaria medicine, tries to have devotionals with them, and... Uh, we just bought 444 mosquito nets. Uh, that's the biggest killer in Africa is, is uh, malaria. So they've all got their mosquito nets, and the building's going up. I just got a call from the preacher yesterday. He says, next week we'll put the roof on. And this will be where the 444 will come for devotionals, come for meetings, come for the worship service, and we'll get on about the gospel. These are all seniors and juniors, freshmen, sophomores in high school. So in five years, they're going to be out of school. And they're going to be Christians. 
and the gospel is going to continue by the hundreds, by the hundreds. Bill wrote this morning, or this morning, Isaiah 55:11. So will my word, which goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matters for which I sent it. God's word came to us. God's words with us. God's word convicts. It's his word that convicts. It's not my personality. It's not my radiant beauty. It's my delivering of that God's word to those people that have a soul that's going to live for eternity and their soul is crying out to them not to resist God's will for them to become Christians, to be added to the church, and to live for eternity. The city of Abuja is the capital of Nigeria. It has three million people. Three million. It's teeming with people. Uh, we've got 47 churches of Christ in the city of Abuja. Some of them are 900 strong. Some of them are 500 strong. We decided Adam Cox is here with his family. This morning he's going to open up a Bible correspondence course for the city of Abuja. Uh, we've got it planned it for two years now. We've got a Bible correspondence course. It was written by an American World Bible School teacher out of Texas, Carmen Hilliard, who studied with Nigerians for kind of 20, 30 years. And she wrote her own courses. And she gave us the copyrights to those courses. We can print them off on regular paper. We're going to take those courses and the World Bible School courses and use those to convert thousands to Christ. We found a church building in Abuja that would give us a room. We got the room. Uh, we painted it up, we cleaned it up before we left last uh, or earlier this year. We're going to put two men, evangelists, in there to work with those 47 churches in Abuja. We're going to put Bible correspondence courses out and the follow-up will be done by those 47 congregations. We're going to blanket Abuja with God's word. In five years, it's projected that Abuja will go from 3 million to 8 million people. One of our evangelists working in this office can grade 40 courses per day. So we'll put 80 courses out per day from that office in Abuja. It'll be followed up by 47 preachers. Country of Chad, uh, the work started through us in Joss when they sent uh, a refugee from Chad. We baptized and we sent him back to Chad. We have, now we have uh, over 35 preachers in Chad. Uh, in southern Chad, down the rainforest, they have no electricity, they have no running water. We put in some wells, some boreholes down there, and uh, they built a church building. That's our church building at Donamanga. I go down there for a week, a year. Uh, it took me, last time I went, it took me 12 hours to get down there by road. It took me 20 hours to get back. Uh, it's down in the rainforest, and the people are great. The preachers that went back saw there wasn't any schools there for their children. So they got together, and they found volunteers, and they themselves became preachers. They registered a, a school. The federal government gave them a teacher for that school. They added to the curriculum. It's French. They added to the French curriculum Bible and English. And they've got over 700 students in those classrooms right there. We're going to build six buildings, two uh, classrooms to a building. We've already got two of them built uh, for the kids to uh, study God's word and to learn to read and write. It's mind-boggling to, when they, I went down there, I bought them some cookies, a case of cookies, and they marched out by, by classrooms, and, and they march. I mean, they're in, in formation. <coughs> Excuse me. They're
they're in formation, and you got you got 700 kids marching around. The first graders are they got legs about that long, you know, and they're and they're a little dust ball because it's hot and sweaty and flies, and and they're marching around and they're singing Alouette Gentil Alouette because they're French, and they the the senior the sixth sixth graders they they have learned English and they're singing Jesus I've decided to follow Jesus <laughs> broke this old man up cry like a baby. Ten years they'll all be adults. Ten years they'll all be Christians. That's the unstoppability of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what's happening in this world. And they're kids. They're all kids. Last year was just, uh, it just happened. I, I didn't want it. I didn't need it. Uh, I didn't know about it. It just happened. God opens doors and you find yourself running through them. <laughs> and he provides everything you need. The country of Niger, we have one Church of Christ in the whole country. It's the first Church of Christ. It's registered with the federal government now. We're sending two missionaries. The last one just got there last week. Uh, his name, this is a church building here in the country of Niger. It's the poorest country in Africa. It's not Ethiopia. It's Niger. We had a food program there that fed the hungry a couple years ago. Uh, and this man was converted to Christ as a high school student. His name is Sule. He, his mother threw him out of the house. We bought him a donkey and a cart. And for four years, he finished high school, going to the stream in the morning before school, loading up with water, bringing it back to the village and selling water. He worked his way through school and he learned French or learned English. It's a French nation. He went to Joss. He graduated uh, four-year degree in Joss. Now he's back in uh, the country of Niger with a four-year degree, two years of Greek, two years of Hebrew. He can teach in any school in, in the whole country. His mother, every, every break time, we'd send him back to Niger for the, the summer break, and his mother, he'd talk to his mother about the gospel. His mother wanted to come to the graduation in May of this year to see her son graduate. She came, our ladies got her in the ladies classes and heard that she was interested in the gospel. They got some ladies together that spoke fluent Hausa and she was baptized the day before Sule was graduated from school. They're back uh, living together and they're doing a great job. Both of these guys speak French fluently, uh, Sule speaks English. They're in the country of Niger now, and they're moving, and it's going to grow. Francis Anaki, like I say, is from the Ivory Coast. He speaks fluent French. He's got a wife, and he took two, three of his children with him. In Uganda, the school is still going in Uganda. Uh, this is the 10th man we brought uh, from Africa. You, you met him here, Raymond. Uh, he graduated with his master's degree. He's back in Uganda now with his wife and four children. Uh, the church in Henderson, uh, where he placed his membership, the elders in Henderson gave him enough money to buy four cows. <laughs> He's like Bill Gates now. It's comparable to Bill Gates in, in Kasisi in western Uganda. Next year we'll take a group from Walter Hill, if you're interested, for a VBS, another VBS, in the country of Uganda. Our school's doing fine there. But last year was the year of the kids. It was the ladies and the year before at the school in Joss, and now it's the children. The children are being kept, they're being taught, and they're growing in Christ Jesus. That's what's happening in Africa. This is Adam and Rebecca and Bella and Dylan. 
two years ago, they went with us and me and Didi and, and our grandchildren to Jaws. We stayed a month together in a house with 18 people on campus. We had a great time. Adam is an IT specialist that's working in the Shoals area. Uh, he's going to have 10 years of service, and he's going to take his wife and children, Lord willing, in 2018 to Jaws. He's going to work there with the school and with the work in Abuja and throughout northern Nigeria. You can come. You've seen 20, over 20 people that's come from this congregation. You can come and visit with us. We'll work together. It'll change, literally change your life to the better. Uh, because it's what we're handling is the most precious thing on this earth. It's the most precious thing that God has given us. And that's his son, Jesus Christ, to live within us, to abide in us, and guide us, and guard us, and deliver us to the Father. At the end of time, he's going to deliver us up to the Father. And we're going to live in the presence of God and eat of the tree of life for eternity. This election, this country, this world is temporary. We've got to keep our focus on the gospel, like our elders. We've got to keep our focus on what our elders want us to do. We have to fill this building and build another building, if, if that's the case. We've got good song leaders. Three of our staff out of our office are gone this weekend. Uh, Debbie and Barry and uh, Dustin over to Columbia. We want to pray for them. Be a part of this. Plug in. You can sit in a classroom in Sunday school and learn a depth of God's word that you don't know right now. You can share that knowledge of God's word that you have through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and your studies and share it with your, your people here, your family at, at Savannah, and we'll grow together. But first you have to become one of the family. You have to become a Christian. That's what it takes. And once you're added to the church... It's eternal. Nothing's going to happen to do away with the church. It's the only thing in this world that's eternal. It will never cease to exist. You get small sometimes, get bigger. But it will never cease to exist. And you need to be a part of it. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being my family and, and supporting my family and the work in Africa. Uh, it's only going to get better. Every year it gets better. And when I think that we've topped out, when I think it can't get any different, it can't get any better, the Lord shows you that we can be better. We can do better. And we can enjoy our Christian life better. If you're subject to the gospel invitation here, you, to know the gospel is to know God's word, to know God, to repent of your sins, confess the name of Jesus Christ, submit your body to be buried in the likeness of his death, to be raised in the newness of life, and begin an adventure that you cannot imagine. You cannot imagine. Begin your Christian life adventure today. If you're subject to the gospel invitation, won't you come while we stand and sing, please?